y'all. Welcome to the Nuga Bell podcast, all about stories of the South, straight from the sources. I'm your host, Kate Robertson, and I'm based in the scenic city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things Chattanooga, life in the South, and beyond. Now pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of sweet tea and join us. We're so glad you're here. It is early. Well, it's early sure? and you haven't had a drink yet, so but that's about to change. So on this fun special episode of the Nougabelle podcast, I made a quick little pit stop in Knoxville, Tennessee, and I'm here with Ryan Dickinson from Knox Whiskey Works. Yeah. Hey, thanks for stopping by for sure. <laughs> yeah. I met Ryan uh, about a month ago at a gin tasting at London Calling, one of the very good friends of the podcast in Chattanooga. And I decided to make a quick visit to Knox Whiskey Works on a road trip. So thanks for letting me visit. Yeah. And um, we're glad you stopped by. Uh, you can't really see right now, but we have a row of spirits uh, here that we're, we're going to try and we're going to walk you through. But uh, for anyone who hasn't heard of us, we're Knox Whiskey Works. We're located uh, in downtown uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. We've been around since 2015, so we're coming up on our four-year anniversary. And uh, we do a lot of different things. So we've got uh, 12 different products that we actually sell in our tasting room here in downtown. Um, we distribute between Johnson City and Chattanooga. We just recently launched in Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. And that is the entire reason we were we were at London Calling doing the gin event because we had a distributor in Chattanooga pick up some of our items. Um, the more unique ones, especially to Chattanooga because of the cocktail scene down there, it's really blown up. And we haven't experienced that in Knoxville yet, but we really hope to. We hope to change uh, some of the cocktail culture here in, in Knoxville, because for anyone who doesn't know, Knoxville is a big beer town. <laughs> I think we've got, you know, 25 breweries open now. And there's I thought several. Chattanooga had a lot of breweries. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot. Um, there's, there's three more that's opening that, that I know about. There's probably more that we don't know about because, um, sometimes people don't really share what they're doing until they're about to open. And then it's, you know, surprise, (laughs) surprise. There's another brewery. Yeah. We, we've got 12 different items. Uh, So y'all have got gin, vodka, bourbon, um, rum, and a couple of liqueurs. We've got a couple of liqueurs. Yeah. We've got an elderflower liqueur, which is our fleur de vie, which we're going to get you to try. We've got some club soda on standby for that (laughs) too. We've got a coffee, liqueur which is really good we actually use uh, we use uh, honeybee coffee which is a uh, roastery in knoxville we just started doing that last week so before that we were using counterculture coffee which is a really nice coffee for anyone who's had it but we decided to take the local route with honeybee since we're a local business they're a local business we partnered together they've got a huge cult following here in knoxville so (laughs) For anyone who is out there who's visiting Knoxville who's looking for a really good cup of coffee, Honeybee is where it's at. They've um, they've been great with us so far and, and partnering Adds to with list them. of places to visit. Yeah, yeah. So Honeybee is super good. They've got a couple spots in Knoxville, one on the South Shore and then one out in West Knoxville, which is the more suburban area. Yeah, we've we've got, again, 12 different things. Uh, we've selected a few. It is 10.40 a.m. 
Uh, we're not going to make you try too much. Mm -hmm. uh, you've you've got to get back in the car, and uh, you and the cat have to arrive safely to <laughs> where you're traveling. So we're yeah, just thanks gonna... for letting me bring Maggie in. She's, yeah, she's quieted down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, the the cat uh, the cat was meowing a, a few minutes ago. This she's, is Maggie's first distillery. <laughs> she's calm. Yeah, she's she's our first distillery cat. Um, we don't have a distillery cat currently in the distillery, but I guess Maggie would count as our first one, our first honorary <laughs> distillery cat. But yeah, for anyone visiting, you know, the area um, in Knoxville, if you ever plan a day trip and come up here, I know you said you had a, a day trip plan that you were mm -hmm. going to come up and check some things out. Be sure to swing by and um, check us out. Our address is 516 West Jackson Avenue, which is in between Balter Beer Works, which is a craft brewery. I passed by that yeah, when I was coming craft in. Brewery. Surprise, there's another craft brewery. And uh, Sweet Peas Barbecue, those are two staples of our little block over here. Okay. So uh, two excellent places to eat and drink. We're sort of right in between those. Uh, as far as the actual products mm -hmm. go, I'm going to go through and just kind of touch each one okay. for, for a second. Because if you are in Chattanooga and you do go to a liquor store or a restaurant, you might see some of our items, but you're not going to see all of them because our distributor only picked up a handful because okay. those are the ones they thought we would have the most success with in Chattanooga. And it is geared more towards you know the cocktail scene mm -hmm. because of, of Chattanooga and what you guys are doing down there right now. But we do offer a vodka, so it's a corn it's a corn vodka. It's 100 percent. Uh, made uh, with corn. It's our Tennessee Valley vodka. And you're going to notice as I go through each product, each one of them sort of has a local twang to it, mm -hmm. if that's proper use of that word, or local feel. So. Yeah, local feel to it. So we've got our Tennessee Valley vodka, which is very smooth from what I've been told. A lot of people come in and buy it and, uh, you know, are really happy with it. Um, you know, vodka to me is one of those things, if you're, you're mixing it, you're not really going to taste it. There's no taste of vodka if you drink right. it alone. So, you know, if you like flavorless ethanol, you know, vodka is <laughs> going to be the way to go. You know, that's our, that's our flagship vodka. Uh, we do have our Old City Heirloom Corn Whiskey, which is really interesting because it is, people ask me all the time, they're like, well, is it a moonshine? And it is a moonshine. We don't really market it that way. Mm -hmm. our, our marketing is, uh, you know, we don't like to sell moonshine per mm -hmm. se. Uh, we prefer to call it heirloom corn whiskey because that's what it is. Okay. It's made with uh, locally sourced 100% non-GMO heirloom hickory cane corn. Okay. Which the really cool thing about the uh, the particular variety of corn we use is it comes on um, the, the cob itself is huge. I mean, it's and I and I'm showing you this. I know everybody like the can size see. of a football. Yeah, it's it's a huge uh, uh, corn cob, and there's one that grows per stalk of of corn. Okay. So it's a very inefficient way. If if you were a farmer, you know, 200 years ago, you would have been farming with this type of corn. It would have been an older strain. A lot of the things that we eat nowadays in, you know, your favorite restaurants and things like that, it's going to be genetically modified. It's, mm -hmm. it's a Midwest variety of corn, and that's just mainly due to pricing. Now, you could go to some of these farm-to-table places, and they might have an heirloom corn that they serve, and that's going to be reflected in the price, uh, whatever you're paying for it. Um, but the corn that we use is really high-quality stuff. It's very sweet, and it makes a really sweet whiskey. Okay. It's, it's got a really heavy, te heavy tequila nose on it. 
Um, it's really tequila. sweet. Yeah, I know tequila. It, it makes people go crazy a little bit, a little but bit. Um, but yeah, it's got a really uh, uh, heavy tequila nose. It's got a sweet finish, and it makes a really good bourbon whiskey, which we'll get to later, which is one of the ones you're going to okay. try. Uh, but I did just want to pay special attention to that because it is a unique ingredient that we do uh, use here, and it's uh, it's harvested locally, milled locally to a very fine grind. It's delivered to us right here at the distillery. We uh, mash it in, we ferment it, and then we distill it right here on site, which if anybody visits, you can, you know, we walked right into the distillery. Mm -hmm. You were checking everything out. You can it walk It smells right amazing in. back there. Yeah, we just <laughs> distilled some gin yesterday, so it, it's, it smells pretty good. Um, which, speaking of the gins, we'll get right into them. We offer three different gins, which we did launch in Chattanooga. Chattanooga mm -hmm. picked up the three gins. So we've got our Jackson Avenue gin, which is our contemporary American style gin. It's, it, it, you know, it is going to have more juniper. It's got to have more juniper than any other botanical to be considered a gin. So it does have 51%, but it's got a lot of florals, you know, orris root, uh, coriander, rose hips. It's got nine different botanicals in it that give it a really nice balance. Is that uh, the one that we tried that you said every like taste yeah, it in yeah, threes yeah. and you get a different flavor in it you each do, time. You do. So so most everyone who tries the gin, when you try it, uh, you are going to get three different flavors from it. Okay. So the first sip is going to be the juniper berry. It's going to be a punch to the face. As it far was. As <laughs> yeah, it's very dry. Then uh, you know on your second sip, you're going to get uh, some of the chamomile. You're going to get some of the rose hips. All the other florals. It's really kind of light bright um you know that's my favorite sip and mm -hmm. then uh as far as the third sip goes that's where the citruses come in mm -hmm. so we actually use orange peel in our gin instead of uh lime or lemon which okay. is what most distilleries use and there's nothing wrong with that um those are all really good gins too but uh, we do use orange peel which does give it that citrus uh finish okay uh, after a couple of sips i thought so, that was super unique yeah it, it's it's really good it's there, there's a lot of gin drinkers who do come in and they try them and i think that they're surprised by it because when they come in we're such a small space i don't know that people's expectations are really that high when they come in and then they try them uh, especially the gin and they're like you know, wow this is really good this mm -hmm. is as good as you know some of the the big company gins I've been buying my whole life and um, they're I don't know they're just pleasantly surprised mm -hmm. so that's our most popular gin the Jackson Avenue gin it is named in honor of Jackson Avenue which is the street that we're on uh, yeah we had to do that um, and what we decided to do after we opened uh, we decided to start playing with that gin and uh, this idea of a Cabernet barrel finished gin was born and um, that one was my favorite. Yeah, the Cabernet. So it is our Marble City Pink Gin, which Knoxville is known as the Marble City. Okay. Uh, in case you didn't know, there used to be a lot of uh, marble uh, quarries around here. And if you ever find yourself in Grand Central Station in New York, all of the pink marble that went into making that is from Knoxville. Oh, cool. Which is cool. really, yeah, it's really random. But, I did um, not know that. There's a lot of pink marble that used to be harvested from this area. Not so much anymore. I think it was mainly... I think the boom was right after the Civil War. Okay. A lot, there was a lot of harvesting of pink marble uh, that forms in this area. And we named it sort of in honor of that, uh, our, our Marble City Pink Gin. It does have sort of a pink hue to it, color. It, it It's more or less the essence of the Cabernet. So we're taking our Jackson Avenue Gin and we're putting it into 
uh, used Cabernet barrels that we do pick up from Napa Valley. Um, we age it in there for a couple months and uh, it, it comes out. And it's that's got all sort it of takes. A, yeah, it's got sort of a dry finish. Um, it's really good. It's if you're a gin, you know, if you're a cab drinker, you're really gonna like it. You're gonna gravitate towards and it. And I am a cab drinker. <laughs> yeah, then you're definitely gonna like it. But it is definitely one of the more unique ones that that we ha that we have um, that we've had a lot of success with in Chattanooga specifically. Mm -hmm. So I've done a couple of sales calls down there um, the last uh, couple months, and everybody seems excited about that awesome. one. So. We're, we've been really happy with it so far. And last but not least, the Dry Gap Gin. So there's a place in East Tennessee called Dry Gap. Um, we decided to name it Dry Gap because it's dry, number one. And it does, it's kind of got that local tie into it. Uh, so we decided to go with that. It is a dry gin that is barrel finished in a virgin charred American white oak barrel. Awesome. So similar to what you, we would put whiskey in to make bourbon, we're putting dry gin into that, aging it. It comes out uh, very woody, very earthy, some notes of cinnamon, nutmeg. Uh, it's kind of all over the place. It okay. depends on your own uh, palate and, and what you know sort of flavors you pick up. Everybody's different, but it's really good. And it's, uh, it's definitely the most um, niche of the gins okay and i think it's something where folks who try it either really love it or they're sort of indifferent about it okay um, because it is very dry it's flavorful there's a lot going on in there i will say of all the three uh if i were ranking them as far as specifically to chattanooga where you're probably going to see this stuff the dry the dry gap gin it probably did the best as far as bartenders wanting to market it in their bars because you can do way more with it mm -hmm. than the other two as far as uh, cocktails go. And I think it is something where it is the most unique out of all three. I would kind of put it even with the Marble City Pink Gin, but I would say as far as flavor goes, there's a lot more different flavor possibilities with the Dry Gap okay. than, than the Marble City Pink Gin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but those are our three gin offerings that uh, you will be able to find in Chattanooga. If, uh, if you would like to, to try some of these out and maybe your liquor store doesn't offer them, it's as simply, uh, or it's as simple as just asking your liquor store, hey, I heard about this gin that's local to Knoxville, they're distributing. Um, they can actually ask our distributor in Chattanooga and it's as easy as just asking and they can pick awesome. it up. Yeah, so they've got all this stuff down there or in your local bar, you know, if I, I can plug London Calling. <laughs> um, they carry our gins. Um, that's a fantastic bunch. We had a really good time mm -hmm. at, at their, um, event. And if you haven't checked them out, it is sort of, you know, we couldn't figure out the thing with the, the phone, um, <laughs> you know, to get into this bar, you have to actually enter in, uh, um, a digit on, on, on the phone. There's like mm -hmm. a public phone and, and they changed the prompt for it. And the last time I went in, the prompt was, um, enter the year that, Brittany lost her shit and shaved her head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so you know, we wouldn't have known that, but um, my mixologist and I, yeah, I think the question was, what year was the tea party? Which we totally, and, and what's crazy is, is I minored in history at UT, <laughs> and I didn't know. We had to Google, 
and and you know we had to Google it, and we could, we weren't getting a signal right there in the door, mm-hmm. and we thought maybe they were playing like a joke, like they blocked <laughs> out, they put some things on the wall to block out cell signals or something. Don't give James any more ideas. Yeah, we and we we finally got it, and we were able to get in, but it's a really great. I I just love the vibe of the place. It I was do a too. Super cool spot. And we're we're big fans of theirs, but mm-hmm. uh, that's that's our three gins. They do they do have them. Uh, moving along to another vodka that we're gonna do. I know I touched on the Tennessee Valley vodka, the traditional vodka. We have a Tennessee tailgate orange flavored vodka, and it is UT orange. <laughs> it is UT orange. It's got the smoky gray label on it. Those are the ones. This is one of the ones we're gonna have you try. It is very blood orange. It's very citrusy. Yes. It's seventy proof. Um, it will, you know, you're going to have a really good time if you're mixing this with something. Um, the best drink I've ever had with it is probably, and I, I usually pour kind of heavy, but I've taken a cocktail glass, um, three parts orange vodka, uh, one part Fresca. If you, if you ever buy Fresca, you know, my grandmother used to drink Fresca religiously. My dad's go-to home mixer is, um. He does whiskey and fresca and calls it a frisky. Yeah, frisky. That's actually <laughs> that actually sounds pretty good. Uh, okay, a frisky. I've never heard that, but this is an orange vodka uh, with fresca. Uh, excuse me, it's three parts orange vodka, one part fresca, splash of lime juice on the Ooh. top with some ice. So it's really citrusy. It's light, and it will get you like. Oh my God. Like you just, you got to be careful. I, I'm pretty sure we should put a disclaimer on the bottle. If you start mixing it to be careful because you know, so many people come back and buy it and they're like, Holy cow, you weren't kidding. It's, we got, you know, we had a really good time with it, but uh, it is, it's orange. We, we did it for football. Knoxville's a big, Ooh. a big college town. Um, Probably some Tennessee fans mm-hmm. that are listening. I just to took this. a whiff of it from the tasting glass, and it smells like orange soda. It's it is. It's sort of. Uh, I think with the older crowd, uh, some people say uh, this reminds me of Tang when I was mm-hmm. a kid. It's like an, I can see that. It's like an adult Tang, um, <laughs> but it's it's really good. Again, we did it for football. Uh, we sell a lot of it. I will say sales usually tick up. We have a hard time keeping it in stock around football season because people just come in and buy a, a case of it. They'll take it to their tailgate, and I believe it. It's yeah. So be careful with that one. Um, the Fleur de Vie, uh, it's next up on the list. It is our elderflower liqueur. It is made with all the elderflowers, and it's um, sweetened with. Um, and I used this word earlier. Earlier, um, hyper local sourced honey. So we get our honey from East Fifth Avenue, which is just about five blocks from here, across the rail yard. Um, there's a there's a, a apiary that we get that from. Um, the guy does it part time. He's like a firefighter, but he's got like he's got a farm of bees. I don't know if that's what it would be called. A, a, Something a, like a that. Settlement of bees. I don't know, but he's he's, <laughs> he's got, got a, bees. <laughs> he's got bees, and he does honey. And uh, I can smell the honey in yeah, that too. It's really it's sweet. It's on the nose. It's really really sweet. Uh, but it's our take on a Saint Germain. Is mm-hmm. all it is. Uh, it's not clear. It's very dark. It's very aromatic. Mm-hmm. You're going to put it, you know, applications are going to be in sweet champagne or Ooh. hot tea. If you do like chamomile tea, yes. it's really, really good. Ooh. And it's very therapeutic and it's very relaxing. You just gave um, me an idea. Yeah, it's it's really <laughs> good though. I think when you try it with the club soda, it'll be uh, much better than straight. And that's why I grabbed the bottle of club soda. Um, so that's our first liqueur. The second liqueur naturally next up is the coffee uh, liqueur, which... 
It's a 375 milliliter bottle, so it's very small, and there's a fifth um, of a pound of coffee in each one of those bottles. Oh, wow. So it's very coffee forward. Um, it's around 45 to 50 proof is what it's going to be. So there's a fair amount of ethanol in there, but it's very dark. It's very robust. It's almost chocolate. There's so much coffee. It's very chocolatey. It okay. makes a really nice, uh, you know, white Russian, or you just put it in your coffee uh, or, you know, put it in the freezer and use it as a garnish for desserts. Ooh, uh, okay. Yeah, uh, brownies, ice cream, whatever you want to do. Um, yeah, it's more of a winter drink in mm -hmm. these parts. Uh, people really go crazy for it when it gets cold and they want to warm up a little bit. And, you know, you could drink a lot of it and uh, get drunk and be wide awake while you're doing it. So um, <laughs> it's it's a really uh, unique product just to uh, just do Knox Whiskey. Um, there's several, you know, other uh, liqueurs out there, Kahlua, Bailey's, that sort of thing, um, that use, you know, different techniques to get the same thing. But it's more or less a cold brew. Okay. Um, we use um, uh, locally sourced, uh, well, I guess it's not local. It's a Peruvian uh, variety that we get from Honey Bee Coffee uh, to, to do that. And I think I mentioned that earlier. Mm -hmm. Next up is the uh, Rhine 95 Whiskey. Uh, it's a rye whiskey. It's 95% rye. It's 95 proof. Uh, there are two items in our distillery that we, uh, that we source. Uh, a lot of distilleries will do that. Uh, we're really proud of the fact we only do two out of 12. Uh, so we do 10 on site and then we source the other two. This is one of them that we source and we, we put it right on the label that we've sourced it. Uh, we're super transparent about it, but it is a really nice, I would say that the flavor on the rye whiskey is more like a toffee. Uh, you get a lot of uh, green apple in it as well, but it is a solid whiskey that, that we sell uh, right here just to have something else um, uh, in our lineup. We can't really get rye locally like we can the corn. You know, we would rather just source something with a rye to, to have to sell for folks who prefer a rye whiskey over corn because there's definitely a difference. But it is, it's a really uh, a solid whiskey. Um, the next whiskey we have is a Dragon Tail whiskey. It's our Deals Gap Dragon Tail. So if there's any car enthusiasts, motorcycle enthusiasts, probably been up here to ride the Dragon. Okay. Um, it is a road that runs, uh, it's a highway that runs uh, just south of here uh, through Maryville, Tennessee into North Carolina. And there's 318 turns in an 11 mile stretch. Oh my. Miles. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> it's sort of inspired by that. Uh, we named it that because it, it is infused with uh, honey, uh, habanero, and uh, ghost chili. Uh, and it's it's kind of hot, but it's not. I, I would definitely say it's more honey than heat. Um, you know, and I, I don't want to use this, but you know, it is similar to like a a fireball without the glycol. So okay, you know, fireball does have trace amounts of glycol, which is antifreeze. You don't want to be drinking that. No. Uh, it's very trace amounts. You're not going to get hurt or anything like that. But we don't have that in our <laughs> stuff. So um, it's not going to burn your throat out. <laughs> yeah, it's not. But it's it's a really interesting uh, fusion of those flavors, and uh, it is something that we offer. So I would say that we do. In our distillery, we get one of two types of people that walk in. So there's the traditionalists, uh, there's the traditional whiskey drinkers, and then there are the flavored whiskey drinkers, right? And 
usually people fall into those two camps. So we do have a couple of the traditional whiskeys and, and the bourbon whiskey. Actually, that's a good segue because I, I don't know that I that I mentioned that, the bourbon whiskey. I think I actually skipped over it. We talked about it earlier. Yeah, we did. Yeah, so so the, the bourbon whiskey, again, is 100% made with locally sourced ingredients and it is more for the traditional drinker. It's very woody. It's 90 proof. It's going to put a little bit of hair on your chest because <laughs> right? it is it is kind of hot. Uh, and then, you know, again, on the other end of the spectrum, the dragon tail. And last but not least, the Three Rivers Rum. Uh, so this is number two of the uh, sourced items along with the rye that we have. We uh, got some uh, Jamaican rum uh, straight from Jamaica. They shipped it to us. And we've got the barrels sitting back here. So they're continuing to age in a really hot distillery. And it is a... Uh, sugar maple, uh, or excuse me, uh, uh, brown sugar maple flavored rum. It, it kind of goes along the same lines as the Dragon Tail. It is flavored for the flavored uh, mm-hmm. drinkers uh, who want it. Uh, this is one of the ones we've got to try in, and it's like it, like you could put it on your pancakes yep. in the morning. And it smells straight up like maple syrup. Yeah, it's it's very very maple. It's got an interesting balance though. But we wanted to have a rum in the portfolio to sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try to have something for everybody when you come in because we get a lot of people who walk in from all parts of the country, all parts of the world, and they sort of all have their preference. So uh, right now the hot thing is gin, I mean, mm-hmm. hands down. Uh, we sell a lot of gin. We sell a lot of whiskey too, but we sell a lot of gin. And you know, the first uh, year and a half we were open, we were selling mainly gins and we had a white whiskey. We didn't have a bourbon whiskey. We didn't have the other whiskeys that we do. Uh, I think for the first year and a half we were open, we had four, uh, four items. So we had the vodka, the whiskey, or the heirloom corn whiskey the Jackson gin and the coffee. Okay. That was the only things we had. So for a while, and then we sort of diversified because people just wanted more and we wanted, we wanted to have plenty to sell. So, uh, we're currently sitting at 12. We're, Mm -hmm. we're pretty, you know, we're proud of what we do. We think that anybody who tries it will be pleasantly surprised Mm -hmm. that we're making. I love the gins. I'm like actually not a gin drinker, but I thoroughly enjoyed all of the or the three that y'all brought to London Calling. Yeah, well, we like I said, we had a, a blast coming down there. I enjoyed talking to people honestly about it because there was a lot of questions mm-hmm. regarding uh, the the pink gin and the dry gin, especially because mm-hmm. I think everybody does their own contemporary American style gin, mm-hmm. but not a lot of people do uh, mm-hmm. barrel finished gins, especially two different types of barrels, and you see such a f- flavor difference, such. I mean, they're so opposite, and it's mainly because of the barrel we're putting mm-hmm. them in. So it's kind of cool to see, uh, you know, compare them, um, mm-hmm. to try them and compare them. So, yeah, I think it's... Speaking of trying. <laughs> yeah, you, you need to... And, and let me know what you think. I, you know, Should we can, I go we can in handle this the order? Um, I would probably, yeah, I'd probably go in that order. You can go in any, any order you want. Right. I, we've got you some water there, so if you want to try it. and I'm going to um, start with this orange. The orange vodka. The adult tang. The tailgate orange. The tailgate orange. Yeah, it is uh, very citrusy. It's very orange. Yeah, it's it's definitely, I think in my opinion, I think it's definitely better cut with something because you are trying these things at room temperature Mm -hmm. straight at 11 a.m. I mean, (laughs) you're you're literally, this is early. (laughs) For non-football season. For non-football season. You know, there are some people who who show up. I'll never forget. I had a a couple of... uh, 
uh, ladies who showed up one morning about 8.30 a.m. Oh they were trying to get into the distillery, and uh, I heard them trying to open the door, and I, I politely walked out, and I was like, hey, you know, ladies, what can I help you with? And they were like, you know, we want a drink. Uh, <laughs> why are, you know, what's going on? I was like, well, we're not able to open until noon legally uh, per the great state of Tennessee. We can't, we can't open before noon. And they were basically like, what kind of bullshit's that? We, we don't have a good time. And I'm like, well, I was like, it's the law. You can't help you. And I asked out of curiosity, I was like, you know, where are you guys from? Um, you know, w- what area of the country are you able to come in and drink at 830? And they were like, well, we're from New Orleans. And I was like, okay, okay. that makes sense. It, it, it makes total sense that you're from New Orleans and yes. you're trying to drink at 830. Oh, man. New Orleans. I've only been once and it was... Well, I, we're, we're glad you made it through. You're still, you're still alive. I've I've heard some interesting stories from friends who have visited, and you know how they made it back. Yeah, that's the that's the fleur de vie there. So, uh, how, do I just pour the club soda in it? I, you know, you could try it without it and tell me how floral it is without. Now it is. It's not meant to be consumed straight. But it's it's very, not as strong as I thought it would be. Yeah, it's, it's but it's pretty strong. To most people, it's too strong. Now, if you do a lot of club soda, I usually do. I mean, you do as much as you there want, but it, the the more that you cut it, I think the easier it is to drink. But um, again, application is going to be oh yeah, um, champagne, hot tea, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And it, it does come in a three seventy five milliliter mm-hmm. bottle. It make a really nice float on top of yeah, something. Yeah, it is. Well, I think a lot of bartenders like to do. Uh, lazy cocktails with that so they'll come in and um, they'll throw together a couple items and pour some Florida V in mm-hmm. and it makes it a lot more complex than it really is and they can do like high volume cocktails mm-hmm. with that because it's just simply you know putting a dash of that mm-hmm. and when I say dash you have to just put a small amount you had a quarter ounce in there uh, you could put a quarter ounce in a glass of champagne and that's going to be more than mm-hmm. enough so you get a lot of miles out of such a small yeah bottle. A, a little bit goes a long way yeah no totally and that's the bourbon whiskey mm. uh, you know i can definitely tell by the color of that that is the bourbon whiskey again this is the one that uh you know <laughs> it's 100 corn which is very unique to knox whiskey and what we're doing but it's very woody it's mm-hmm. it's uh got a little bit i will say the corn um Definitely gives it a different flavor than a lot of other whiskeys that have, um, you know, a grain bill of 70% corn mm-hmm. and uh, you know, 15% malted barley and 15% rye. You get a lot of complex flavors with that. I and, get the green apple on the back end. Yeah, and it's, yeah, and, and some people have different ones. Uh, some people come in and they try it and they'll get you know, this flavor, that flavor, mm-hmm. and then some people... That's what I love and, about whiskey, though. Yeah, there's a lot of variation, and, and these are all single barrels, so we don't mix them. Uh, we bottle each particular barrel. It's it's definitely the flagship spirit that we mm-hmm. have, uh, heirloom corn made bourbon whiskey. And I don't know of any other distillery, if I'm completely honest with you, that does a 100% corn bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very unusual. And sometimes people come in and they're like, how is it a bourbon? And if you look at the guidelines of what makes bourbon bourbon, it's got to be at least 51% corn. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be put into a virgin tart oak barrel. American white oak barrel, I might add. Um, so we kind of meet the guidelines. It's 100% <laughs> corn, and mm-hmm. we put it in brand new barrels. It so is at least 51%. It is. It's, hell, it's 100%. <laughs> so, yeah, we definitely meet the guidelines. Again, I, I think it 
sort of surprises people mm-hmm. when they try an all corn bourbon. They don't think it's going to be as good as it really is. No, so. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have guessed it was all corn if you hadn't told me. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 all corn. Because usually I, corn, you you don't like taste it, but it has a different. Yeah. It's got like a bite to it. Almost. Yeah. It's it's uh it's one of the the ones I think along with like the dragon tail because people are like, oh, what is that? And they try it and they're like, oh, that's really nice. And I mm-hmm. think they're pleasantly surprised by mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and then the last one is the rum. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, I'm excited that's for the, this. That's the sweetest one. I mean, that is sweet. Um, I would definitely. You know, I've put it in Coca Cola before, Ooh. and it's almost like it, it, it's almost like a vanilla Coke. Exactly. So if you put it in Coca Cola, this is exactly what I was going to say. It makes it, it feels like you're drinking just a vanilla Coke, and you don't taste the eighty proof that's in there. So no. that's that's one of the ones that you have to be super careful with mm-hmm. too. It can take you to a dark place quick. <laughs> um, I love that one. I I'm yeah. usually not a rum drinker, and my usual go-to rum is like Bacardi, which isn't a bad rum, but yeah. Ooh. No, yeah. I if I do rum, I usually prefer like just a normal spiced rum. Mm-hmm. You know, Sailor Jerry's is pretty good. Um, Sailor Jerry's was the first rum I ever bought. Yeah, <laughs> Sailor Jerry's, and I've had one. I, I think it was. Uh, was it Mount Gay or something? Uh, uh, I, I can't remember, but it was it was super good. Um, but yeah, the 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 Three Rivers Rum is uh, you know if you can get past the sweetness, mm-hmm. then you're doing pretty good. Uh, but yeah, those are all the, the four that you tried. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if it were a little bit later in the afternoon, I would we would go through all twelve. But <laughs> next you know, time <laughs> it is it is early and you do have places to go, so. Uh, we'll just do the four, but um, actually, yeah. next time I'm here, I'm intrigued by this orange old fashioned. Yeah, so you know, and what's uh, great about this? I don't even know what that is. Uh, our bartender, so Josh, our mixologist, mm-hmm. you met him at the event. He comes up with all these things. Okay. And a lot of times, uh, you know, I don't know if this is necessarily a good thing. They don't even really tell me what they're doing. I just <laughs> come out here and see it. And I'm like, oh, orange old fashioned. Mm-hmm. I, you know, there's no telling what's in that, mm-hmm. but I'm guessing. It's got to be a riff on an old-fashioned. Uh, Maybe with know. the orange? I don't know. I don't know. Is I, it still an old-fashioned if you don't use whiskey? So I, I don't think technically it's not, but we've actually played around. with We have experimented with the dry gap gin, putting it into an old-fashioned whiskey. And it's actually worked. So we were doing okay. that at London Calling. Um we were a few drinks in, but we had one of the bartenders uh, do one, and it was mm-hmm. really good. Yeah, nice. we just, yeah, I don't really, I kind of remember everything, but, you know, we started, uh, you know, we went out afterwards mm-hmm. with some of the staff there, and uh, we had a, a great really, group of people. We had a really good time. Yeah, um, McKenzie, mm-hmm. I remember McKenzie, he was just, I mean, he was great. We, uh, we, we, he kind of showed us around um, uh, different, uh, bars and spots i know all the industry people know all the mm-hmm. other industry people and we got to meet a lot of people that night more so than i thought we would mm-hmm. but uh, it's just kind of a testament to overall how great of an experience it was for us mm-hmm. and i definitely plan on coming down to chattanooga more um, i used to go down there a lot as a kid mm-hmm. um, my granddad used to do business down there and it's changed a lot mm-hmm. um, when i was a kid i think most places have but um you know knoxville's changed chattanooga's changed yeah, anytime anybody comes up um, to Knoxville, just make sure to stop by mm-hmm. and uh, you know check us out. I, I think you'll you'll like what you what you have, mm-hmm. and we do little tours of our facility. 
um, over the weekend. So if you ever want to come up and sort of informally join us on a tour or just come in and pop your head in, kind of like you did today. Mm -hmm. You came in, popped your head in, saw what we were doing in the back. You're welcome to do that. Our bartending staff is um, you know, happy to accommodate um, anything you might need. If you come in and you know you just want a gin and tonic, you can order a gin and tonic. So we're, we're able to do cocktails. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a little cocktail flight, which is kind of u- unique. Uh, you can try five tiny little cocktails, like in the shot glasses that you're doing. And uh, you know where you're not over-served, you can kind of sample them. And then we've got signature cocktails that we do. Uh, that you can come in and they change those out every so often okay uh, but yeah just just make it effort uh you know if you're in town stop by we are closed on monday that's the only day that we were closed and we're actually still working that day we're i'm here and uh the other distiller she's here uh six days a week uh yeah come see us awesome well thank you thank you for letting me visit and yeah. for sitting down and chatting with me for uh, a little absolutely. bit yeah we appreciate you stopping in um where can people follow y'all on the internet oh yeah that's a good point so our Instagram uh, handle is just Knox Whiskey, K N O X W H I S K E Y. So it's uh, we spell whiskey uh, in our business name W H I S K E Y, and not W H I S K Y, like you know some places do. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can follow us on Knox Whiskey, and then on Facebook we're on uh, just Knox Whiskey Works, and then on Twitter. Yeah, and if you uh, ever come across our stuff out, you know, in the trade or out in the field and uh, somebody's doing a really cool cocktail with it, um, take a picture and tag us in it and we would love to share it. And we'll give you photo credit too. So um, we can share it with everybody because we we like seeing what people are doing with our stuff for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Well, once again, thank you so much. No, you're you're welcome. Absolutely wonderful. Um, This has been another episode of the Nougat Bell podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch y'all on the next one.